Welcome to you wherever you are at, whomever you're with. We are so very glad that you are here with us for these few moments this weekend. Before we jump into our teaching, if you haven't checked out the YouVersion uh, Bible app, I uh, want to really strongly encourage you to do so. Uh, all kinds of great reading plans. You can search for just about any topic that's of interest to you, money, sex, power, whatever it is, and you will find what the Bible has to say about that topic. Uh, you'll also find a complete set of notes for this weekend's message search and events arlington fm church and uh, there you'll find those notes also want to encourage you to check out our podcast when you're in your podcast player just search for arlington fm church and there you will find all of our teaching content well uh, speaking of content we're going to jump into our series uh, we're calling it disciple be one make one and it's really an invitation uh, to come back uh, to the very uh first call of Jesus for humans, people like ourselves, to follow him and uh, what that would actually look like. And uh, last week, if you missed our opening in this series, we really defined uh, an, a disciple of Christ with these three essential uh, qualities. Uh, they receive salvation, they experience transformation, and they participate in a new vocation. And all three of those uh, are really as essential as the air we breathe. Uh, to be a follower of Christ, we receive this free gift from him of forgiveness, a new relationship with God. We begin this journey of being changed, uh, becoming like him in character and in values and priorities and quality of life, and uh, all of that uh, with a specific uh, purpose in mind. Uh, we're being reformed into the image of Christ so that we can participate with Christ in his work in the world. In fact, uh, here's the way he made that very first invitation to people much like ourselves. Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Uh, just do this. Put one foot in front of the other. Uh, listen to my voice. Uh, go where I'm going and what will happen is uh, slowly, gradually, uh, powerfully, you'll begin to become the kind of person that God uh, can bring his very life and hope to others. Uh, you'll fish for people along with Jesus. People who are far from God will experience God because you stepped into their lives. And uh, here's what I would say about that invitation uh, to receive salvation, to experience transformation, and to participate in this new vocation of fishing for people. If we only knew what Jesus is inviting us into, we would go all in. Uh, hear that again. If we knew the kind of life that Jesus is calling and inviting us uh, to share in, we would absolutely go all in to take hold of it. In fact, uh, Jesus promises this is, this is the abundant life, uh, participating with him in the work that he came to do of reaching people. And, and here's what he says about that life. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. He says, everyone who has left anything, uh, whether it be houses or family, brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers, uh, any relationships or wife or children or, or possessions, any fields, uh, he basically saying anyone who's left anything for my sake and to accomplish my will will receive a hundred times as much and on top of all that, we'll inherit eternal life. 
In fact, one of the other uh, uh, gospels says uh, they'll not only receive all these things in this life, but they'll receive eternal life as well. Well, uh, that's a guarantee. That's a promise. If we will take Jesus up on his call to participate with him in his work, it's the deal of a lifetime. I guarantee you, you won't have a better deal than this come along. Uh, reminded me of uh, when I was uh, going to college, uh, 21 years old, I was living with a guy who liked to uh, fiddle with his running shoes. In fact, uh, he would get these uh, large pieces of uh, waffled rubber, uh, cut them to the shape of his shoe, uh, take some uh, super glue or cement, and uh, rubber cement, and he would uh, bind those waffle soles to the bottom of his shoes, and then he would bake them in the oven to get a real good uh, attachment. Well, he was part of a little group of guys that were all fiddling with their shoes. Uh, they invited him to go in with them and start up a new shoe company. He says, nah, got other interests, other things, other plans. Well, that shoe company they started was called Nike, and uh, he missed uh, the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, but as uh, grandiose as uh, being a part of the founding partnerships of Nike would have been, uh, what Jesus is inviting us into is greater. It's the absolute most uh, life-giving, investment-returning, uh, soul-satisfying pursuit we could be involved in. Uh, to join the infinite God revealed through the person of Jesus Christ, uh, giving himself to reaching and finding people who are living without God and revealing God to them and introducing them to God. Uh, let me ask you a question, begin to bring this home a bit. Can you recall ever being a part of something that brought out the best in you? Uh, maybe it was a uh, you know, I, I remember being in a study group once, and everyone in the group was smarter than I was, and it brought me up to a better level. Uh, maybe it was just being around someone that you admired, and you know that it helped uh, make you become a better person. Uh, maybe it was uh, something bigger, like uh, think of those guys on the, the Miracle on Ice, the U.S. hockey team that uh, won the gold medal. Uh, I had a similar experience, so though not quite as popular, uh, on the world scope, uh, I was the uh, director of a regional camping uh, program. And uh, this particular summer, we had uh, several hundred, almost a thousand kids at the summer camp that I was directing. And uh, many of those uh, high school students were athletic guys like me who couldn't make the starting team. And, uh, and then there were a lot of athletic guys who were the stars on the team that had uh, come for that week of camp. We had dozens and dozens of counselors and uh, somebody had an idea. Uh, let's do a two-on-two -two volleyball tournament. All comers, whoever wants to uh, find a partner to join with them can be a part of this uh, volleyball tournament. And it went out all week. And uh, eventually we would crown one single twosome as the champions. Well, lo and behold, it's probably the only thing in my life I've ever won outright, completely. And uh, it was all because of my partner. Uh, he was from Hawaii. He grew up on the beach. He knew a thing about playing a two-man volleyball. In fact, he knew a lot of things. He had a, a strategy that was fail-safe. He said, look, uh, think of the two of us on a circle. Wherever I'm at, you be 180 degrees on the other side of the circle. Well, we followed that strategy of his along with his talent.
all the way to the absolute championship of that tournament. And, uh, you know, that's just a, a kind of a corny illustration of uh, Jesus is inviting us to partner with him, uh, to join him in his work. And I guarantee you, he's going to win and he's going to reach a lot of people. And he says, if you'll follow me, you will become uh, fishers of people along with me. Uh, I describe it like this. Here's what fishers of people uh, we defined as last week. They are followers of Jesus who are being transformed, trained, and fully equipped to bring God to people and to bring people to God. In other words, uh, when you show up, if you're on this uh, training program with Christ, being changed into his image and likeness, when you show up, God shows up, and uh, people get to experience the infinite, loving, generous, forgiving, merciful God because you uh, as a fisher of people, have shown up representing Jesus Christ. And uh, so uh, this is the essence of being a Christ follower. And you'll notice uh, the word we highlighted there was being transformed. Uh, we get to be changed. We get to be reworked. We get to be retooled at the very most basic level. Uh, the Apostle Paul uh, wrote in one of his letters, uh, to this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Well, what's the end? He says, to present every person fully mature in Christ. And that requires a complete reworking of our values, of our priorities, uh, an unlocking of our uh, a bondage, uh, a healing of our wounds, and uh, an entirely new mind. Uh, but it's the very process that Christ calls us into. You might say, uh, this is you, 2.0. It's a better you. And uh, that's what Jesus is inviting people who will follow him and let him help them become fishers of men. Well, uh, we saw last week, uh, Peter, uh, Jesus got Peter's attention uh, with this miraculous catch of fish. And uh, at the end of that episode, uh, I want to reread uh, what took place. Uh, then Jesus said to Simon, uh, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. And so they pulled up their boats on the shore. They left everything, and they followed him. Now, that's a, that's a critical a point of them stepping in to this process. When they saw who Jesus was, what he was about, what his mission was, and uh, he extended the call gave them the invitation. They showed up. In fact, they pulled their boats up on shore and were told they left everything in order to buy into what Jesus was inviting them to. And uh, so here's a, here's a good apply it to yourself moment. Uh, think about this. Uh, what might you get to leave behind to become the kind of person that Jesus can use to bring God to others? That's a mouthful. Uh, that's a lot to ponder. Think about that. Uh, what are some things uh, God might invite you to leave behind so that you can become the kind of person that Jesus uh, can use to bring the life of God to others where you can truly become a fisher of men? Well, I know this. Uh, I am sure that Jesus isn't asking everyone to leave everything in order to follow him. I'm positive of that. He's not asking everyone 
uh, to leave their jobs, their families, their homes in order to follow him. But I do believe this, though he's not asking everyone to leave everything, he is asking each one of us to leave some things in order to become uh, a fisher of people. Well, look at the things that Peter left. You know, he left his boat and he left his nets. But uh, if you just take this episode of the miraculous catch of fish, there were some other things Peter began to leave behind. Uh, they include, but not limited to this list, uh, Peter got to leave behind fear and shame. In fact, uh, when he said, Lord, depart from me, I'm an evil man. Jesus said, no, uh, your, your brokenness, uh, your failures, your warts, your inconsistencies, they don't exclude me from you, and they don't exclude you from me, and uh, don't give in to your fear. Uh, Peter got to leave behind fear and shame. Think about that. What would your life be like if once and for all you got to walk away from fear as a way of doing life? Uh, all the anxieties and stresses and uh, the ways we tiptoe around situations because of our fears. And uh, how about shame? If we were once and for all able to jettison shame for our lives, I think things like the porn industry would disappear. Uh, but uh, Peter left behind another uh, number of other things, uh, self-imposed limitations. Uh, he could no longer look at uh, a night of uh, empty labor and conclude that God wasn't up to anything. In fact, it was the beginning of a miracle. Uh, you read the ensuing chapters of Peter's development, and uh, Jesus taught him to leave behind rigid religion, uh, represented by the Pharisees and the, the religious elite of his day, uh, Jesus made it very clear that Peter was not to be about that. He, he left behind powerless faith as Jesus again and again and again showed up in Peter's life and uh, demonstrated that he had more ability than Peter ever could have imagined. Uh, he got to leave behind judging people, as we'll see uh, in our teaching next week, that uh, Jesus really made this the hallmark of those who would become fishers of men as they learned to accept even their enemies and extend their kindness. And Peter got to leave behind a loveless lifestyle as is punctuated in the post-resurrection appearance of Christ to Peter. And he asks him consistently, do you love me, Peter? Well, then feed my sheep. Do you love me, Peter? Take care of my flock. Do you love me, Peter? And Lord, you know that I do. Well, then love people. And uh, see, these are some of the things that uh, Peter got to leave behind in order to become a partner with Jesus and reaching others with his life. And uh, there are things all of us get to choose to begin to move away from in order to move towards uh, where Jesus is taking us. We get to open up uh, to the adventure of life. Uh, we get to open up to the training process where uh, every day, every situation provides a new opportunity for the master fisherman to shape train, transform, equip, and empower us to join him in bringing the life of God to people. And I love how, as we begin to grow in that, it becomes more and more a part of who we are, the rhythms of our lives, and the things that we give ourselves to. Uh, I had a, a friend who wrote a wonderful book uh, decades ago. Uh, the book was called Monday Morning Church, uh, written by my good friend Jerry Cook. And uh, in this book, 
Uh, he talks about what kind of normal everyday people uh, go into the world as fishers of men with Christ and bring the hope of God to others and are able to introduce others to God. And uh, in this wonderful little book, uh, Jerry created a, a list of attributes uh, for people who become adept at uh, joining Jesus and fishing for people. Uh, here's what he, how he described them. Uh, number one, they have an accurate view of God. They see God as God really is, that God is love, that God is merciful, that God reaches uh, for people that are distant from him. They have an accurate view of that, and they've experienced the love and the kindness of God. Uh, number two, they are serious followers of Jesus. They really know uh, that Jesus is the teacher. He's the master. He knows how to live life. He came that we might have life abundantly, and they incline themselves uh, to follow his lead. Number three, uh, they have the gifts of the Spirit in street form. And uh, if you've ever had any associations with a Pentecostal or charismatic uh, group of believers, you know that sometimes uh, the activity of God's Spirit, uh, prophetic words, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, uh, uh, healings, uh, freedom from spirits, whatever it is, those gifts can uh, tend to be isolated to church gatherings. And uh, Jerry's view was just the opposite, that the most powerful workings of God's Spirit are given to us to meet the needs of everyday people that we encounter. Uh, number four, they understand strategic placement. They realize that they're not where they are doing what they're doing by accident, but that God uh, sovereignly has placed them in situations with people and circumstance so that they can bring the hope of Christ into that setting. Uh, number five, they have the heart of a spy. In other words, they see things that other people don't see. They're on the lookout. Uh, they believe that there's an unseen kingdom that is happening in their own lives and happening through them as Jesus lives out uh, his good and perfect will uh, in their circumstance. And then finally, they are open for business. Uh, these people who are influencers, uh, they've gone out with Christ into the world, the Monday morning church, uh, they're participating with Jesus in this new vocation, uh, have these wonderful uh, attributes. Uh, these are part of what Christ works into us. This is part of what he equips us and empowers us to do well. And so, uh, Maybe a good place to end this message would be to give voice to the question you might be asking, how do I get there? You know, how do we go from point A to B? How do we move from rookie and novice to someone who actually feels like they're good at working with Jesus to accomplish his work in the world of reaching others for God? Well, I would say it like this. Just look at the training process that any uh, disciple of Jesus has gone through, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens bit by bit, day by day, step by step, uh, becoming a serious follower of Jesus and learning to open up to his uh, training process. And uh, I want to end uh, with uh, an episode that follows the call of Peter. Uh, if we read uh, Luke chapter 5, uh, we have the calling of Peter, the miraculous catch of fish, leaving of everything to follow him. Then rapidly following, uh, Jesus does two miracles of healing. Uh, one a guy with a, a crippled hand, the other guy a paralytic. 
And then there comes this uh, interesting episode where the circle of fishers uh, increases, and Jesus calls yet another uh, disciple to follow him. We begin in uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 27. After this, uh, Jesus went out. Now, now keep in mind, uh, Peter's being trained. He's left everything, and he really wants to join Christ in his mission. After this, they went out, and uh, Peter, no doubt, is with him. Uh, Jesus saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, just like Peter, left everything, and followed him. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, Peter, did you notice that? Uh, Jesus just called a tax collector to follow him. Now, if you were to think of the slimiest profession in our world that you could come up with, you could probably come up with some pretty nasty uh, occupations. Well, uh, Levi was that as a tax collector. And not only did he have a slimy profession, uh, you know, he was uh, taking uh, what little savings people had uh, acquired to live on and taking it for himself, but he also had the backing of a corrupt government. And so uh, Peter's watching all this take place. Uh, then we're told that Levi uh, held a big party for Jesus. Yeah, he was so thrilled with meeting him that he had a party at his house in a large crowd of whom? Of tax collectors and others were eating with him. And I'm thinking, Peter, what are you thinking now? The master whom you've left everything to follow has uh, invited this reprobate tax collector to join your ranks. And now uh, he's thrown a big party. Jesus saw fit to go hang out with them. And uh, now some criticism begins to come to Jesus and to his followers. We're told, uh, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained uh, to Peter and the disciples, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And you know, Peter's probably thinking as a good Jew, uh, I don't know why, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I tried to talk him out of it. I tried to uh, gently persuade the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Jesus is hanging out with Levi and his friends, the tax collectors, and many other sinners. And uh, Jesus uh, knew why he was doing this. He answered, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. I've not come to call righteous people, but I've come to call sinners to repentance. And I would say, Peter, are you listening? Uh, people who would aspire uh, to jump into this opportunity of lifetime, uh, to receive salvation from Christ, to be transformed into his character, to participate with him in this amazing mission of bringing God to others and others to God. Are you listening? Jesus said, look, I'm not coming for people who seem to have it all together. I'm not coming uh, even for people who have a religious side to them. I'm coming to people who obviously are aware of their need, who are desperate for hope and for life and for God. And those are the ones I want to be with more than any other. Uh, Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. And if you're a fisher of people, those are the people you want to be around. Uh, you know, I thought back to uh, when I first met Christ. Uh, if you know my story, I came from a, a very messed up family. 
And uh, as a new uh, follower of Jesus, I felt like the best way for me to get healthy was to put as much distance as I could uh, between myself and that broken family of origin I came from. Uh, but uh, my wife, uh, who was my girlfriend breaking up with me at the time, had different ideas. Uh, she wanted to meet my family, broken as they were. She wanted to get to know uh, where I'd come from, and who they were. And uh, I'll never forget uh, one day as we traveled to the old home and uh, my half-brothers and sisters, siblings came out. Uh, we gathered in a circle on the front yard and talked. And my wife and them did most of the talking. I did most of the marveling. And uh, she just shared the hope that we found in Christ and uh, his love for people. And uh, at the end of that very comfortable, normal, casual conversation, uh, my siblings said, well, can we meet Christ? Can you introduce us to him? And uh, it was as natural as any conversation you've ever had. And uh, I always uh, think back to that, of what it truly means uh, to follow Jesus and to become someone who partners with him, bringing the hope and the love of God to others. I want to invite you to pray with me. Uh, Father, we want to thank you uh, today for the reminder uh, of this great love that you have for us. Uh, thank you, God, that you not only come to give us forgiveness, uh, mercy, uh, to bring us back to a relationship with yourself, and we're so grateful for that, but Lord, you come to give us purpose. You come to restore our, our, our sense of a, a meaning in this world, uh, and Lord, that the essence of that, the primary uh, thing that we can do to partner with you is to become fishers of people. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus, They've stepped into our lives, uh, very similar, uh, though the circumstances are different from how you uh, encountered a fisherman or a tax collector. Uh, Lord, you come and you've encountered us, whether it would be a blue-collar worker, an office worker, a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer. Lord, uh, thank you for the invitation uh, to, in a sense, uh, put those things behind, put them second place, and allow your purpose and your work to become primary in our lives and uh, maybe uh, as you're hearing this message you're thinking you know i've never really decided to follow jesus i've been around jesus i've been familiar with jesus but i've never become the kind of follower who's being transformed uh, into his likeness and who is participating with him in this great work and you're ready for that uh, i want to encourage you right where you're at as you're hearing these words say that's me uh, lord i want you i want to follow you and I'm indicating that, uh, let me lead you in a prayer, a uh, response to his presence and his call on your life. Lord Jesus, thank you for the love that you have for me. And thank you that you're inviting me uh, to join you uh, in your work of bringing hope to the world. I want to do that, Lord. I, I want to become uh, transformed, changed into your image. And uh, Lord, I know there's some things I get to leave behind. And maybe as you're praying this prayer, you know exactly what those first and second things are. And uh, you would just say, uh, I'm done with those. And I'm ready to step into what you have for me, Lord. Teach me uh, how to follow you, how to stay in that training process. And uh, be a part of what you're doing in the world, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.